0: is another episode of the noise report uh it is a podcast where you know what we do here we have fun we laugh we act silly and um you get some seriousness but you know there's enough seriousness in the world you don't need it from me so uh um yeah on <laughs> the music guide uh, over here to my left you can't see her but you're gonna hear her Um, If you've listened to the Graffiti Street Symphonies, then you've heard her, Uh, but much like the interview a couple episodes ago uh, with uh, Mr. Dante, uh, we're going to assume you have not heard the Graffiti Street Symphonies. Um, So I'm going to introduce you uh, to a female musical artist out of the Akron, Ohio area. Um, I don't really want to call you a rapper because you do more than that. Um, So we're just going to use the term musician, um, singer, songwriter, and um, her name is Faye Love. How are you?
1: Hi, how are you?
0: (laughs) Um, We brought her on over here because last time we, it got a little deep, a little serious, and we just wanted to have fun and be a little goofy this time, so um, that's what we're going to do. Uh, so I threw a bunch of questions at her and whatnot, uh, but the first thing we're going to do is she's going to introduce herself, I'll tell you a little bit about her music and uh, kind of what she does. So uh, start by telling everyone about you.
1: Well, I am, uh, first of all, I'm very kind-hearted, laid-back, um, mom of three-run bunches kids. Uh, I love to do music. I've been indulged in music since I since the first grade. Uh, I've loved writing songs since then. Um, I'm adventurous. I can be uh, serious when it needs to be, but I have a a heart like a child. I love video games. Yeah, I love to play Mortal Kombat. Trying to get the hang of 2K all the way if I could just find a guy to play (laughs) with that won't be too afraid of me. But, you know, for some odd reason, when a girl beats a guy in a video game, he, uh, you know, tends to turn into a brat. So, right. um, but for the most part, it's just I'm just a down to earth regular human being who just loves the hell out of music. Um, I love my children. I just want to be successful. I'm a proud owner of a, a small cleaning business. It's called Why Bother Home and Party Cleaning Services. I manage at a studio uh, called Marvel Studios. It's an amazing place to work at. If you're ever in Akron, catch us at one of our events. And by the way, we have an event coming up. It's called Melt the Mic. That's going to be July 24th. Uh, We're calling all hip-hop and R&B artists come on out and get a chance to win some prizes that night. So, yep, you know, that's pretty much who I am.
0: Nice. Um, So with that said, we will get into... I I threw a bunch of questions at her, and there were not a bunch, but a few. Uh, Just kind of mix things up and talk about some fun and random stuff. Um, So the first one was uh, name some of your biggest influences that uh, made you want to be a musician or pursue music. Um, Some of the people that, I guess, inspired you uh, when you were younger to kind of want to follow in their footsteps.
1: I would say my uh, my gospel choir teacher from elementary. She inspired me, definitely. She was the one who put the idea to write music. She gave us an assignment to write a gospel song. After that, I just took off with it. Lauren Hill, I say to everyone, that is my queen, my baby mama uh, on the low. I love her. I would rub her feet <laughs> to gather information <laughs> and secrets from her. Um, another one would be, uh, hmm, I would say... It wouldn't be so much as people, it would just be like the music of, uh, the way music made me feel growing up. I mm-hmm. listened to a lot of old school uh, hip hop, a lot of old school, real old school, like Four Tops and uh, very white. My mom and my dad kept them, the households flowing with music. So I just yep. loved the way I could see music would transform somebody. They could be sad and they would be happy or, you know, they could be having a bad day and music can make your day a little bit worse. So, yeah, um, you know, so it's, more so of that, and then just watching others that I get to meet now in music, watching them create and hearing what their stuff sounds like um that's been a big influence. I said the local scene has been a big impact on me lately
0: yeah it's music is I mean, we talked about this last time, but music is so crazy to me because, like you said uh depending on what mood you're in, you know there's always something for it and I've been lucky in that aspect, as I've had, I've had people throughout my life who kind of came into my life randomly at random times that introduced me uh, to new forms of music that I would have never been introduced to otherwise. Uh huh. Um, and it's music that even now, you know, means so much to me. Um, I was telling someone the other day about uh, when I first went out to California to live um, with my mother. I was 13, 14, and um, the um, the guy, she was dating the guy next door that lived next door. And He had a massive record collection in his bedroom. And it was all the normal stuff, but he had a whole bunch of the 70s and or late 70s, early 80s funk type of stuff. And uh-huh. uh, going through it, I discovered Midnight Star, uh, No Parking on the Dance Floor. And to the day, that's one of my favorite records. And <laughs> when I tell people that, you know, black people kind of be like, oh, I know that record. White people are like, who? <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so... You know, you, they don't know Midnight Star, but when you say no parking on the dance floor, then people are like, oh, I know that song. You know, that was a, that was a jam back in the day, and I, I still love that song. But, you know, had I not been in California with my mom at that time, you know, I would have never met Robert, never been introduced to that, because um, it was never anything that my family in Michigan would have ever listened to. Um, so, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm thankful for that, that I was introduced to stuff like that. And, you know, how I was introduced to hip hop and uh, even how I was introduced to like punk music, you know, was kind of the same thing. It was just a very random meeting of someone that I would have never met otherwise. And, um, it led to a, a lifelong love of, of, uh. Musics or that form of music. So yeah.
1: It's good to get exposed to different types of yeah. music, even if you find out it's not your taste, it's good to open your ears to something new, something of the norm because you never know, you right. know, what you'll, you know, what you'll fall in love with or what you'll end up curating yourself, so.
0: Right, like even the other day when we were talking about the Willow Smith thing, you know, it was um, I've always known about Willow, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised, but what she did at her younger age and where she's going with it now is really, she swung in that direction of what her mom was doing when she was in Wicked Wisdom. And it kind of caught me off guard when she put that, that first song out, the the new solo song she's doing with Uh Travis Barker in that. So I was like, all right, it was like, Willow's got chops, you know, she can sing rock music. But then when she did that video of bringing Wicked Wisdom there and performing that song, and she's playing guitar and really. And oh, yeah, Will-
1: she freaking killed that. Like yeah, that.
0: like, I was like, all right, all right, wait a minute. Willow's legit, man, you know? <laughs> this ain't the little whip my hair girl anymore, you know? Um, so- is, that's a big, huge
1: difference from yeah. what I was expecting. When she first came out, like I, I was really that's why I was kind of like out of the loop with, with her music. So I'm like, she's done what? Yeah. And I saw that, I'm like, oh yeah, I yeah. definitely have to
0: wake up and start tuning in. Yeah, oh, like I, I'm really excited to hear that record when it comes out now because you know, she's not only working with Travis, she's working with Youngblood and MGK and um, mm. his I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, uh, he spells it JXDN. So I'm going to assume it's Jackson or something along that line um, or JXDN. But um, those are the people she's working with. And they do that more of a pop punk style, you know, um, Uh like the new MGK stuff. So I'm interested in hearing what it's going to sound like because she's obviously got the chops for it and she's got the personality for it. I mean, I think that's what, to me, that's what kind of shone through is that personality, you know, of, of, she's definitely got her mom and dad's charisma, you know. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, so I'm excited for it. I, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, even, like I said, even now, it's awesome to hear stuff that can still kind of, yeah, you know, shock you and make you think that, alright, maybe I'm not completely jaded just yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, she
1: came out swinging. I'm, yeah. I'm really
0: proud of her. That's really good. Yeah. Um, so, and she's just one of them, like, um, the, um, well, I'll, I'll get into him in a minute, because that's going to be in the next thing. Um, next question I, I, I threw uh, to Faye was, uh, Five current artists uh, that inspire you uh, as an artist or as a person.
1: Huh. this Five current, current,
0: current. Or just five artists, five current artists that you just really okay. love.
1: Okay, five artists in general. Yeah. Of course, you know, I'm going to Lauren Hill. I will go to Erica Badu off rip. Um, I love Missy. Uh, I love listening to J Cole, and I just gonna have to be like five and a half is between Kendrick Lamar and Frank Ocean because those are the people I've been vibing to for the last couple of weeks. So though that's been my little pocket right there.
0: Nice, yeah. I the five people I wrote down. Number one right now is I think he he says his name what? Murray? is that how he says his name? The one who does quicksand.
1: I don't know how he uh, says
0: thing. It's M-O-R-R-A-Y. And um, the dude is just, the kid is, I love his style and his charisma. It's like, people keep comparing him to like Roddy Rich or Rod Wave. But to me, he comes off way more like TQ. Like, he's got that swing like TQ had. You know, like when, when TQ did West Side, he's got that kind of authentic swing to his style. And his, I don't know, man. I mean, I just love the kid's music. I mean, it's, he's obviously, he's in with J. Cole. He's on the new J. Cole song. Um, yeah,
1: I think I would get a Roddy Ridge vibe. But I think he got his own little, his own yeah. twist. Oh, yeah, he stands out
0: my mom. I think i like roddy don't get me wrong but i think he's he's better to me than roddy like there's something about him the way his voice or the way he i don't know maybe it's his charisma but he just even when he's singing about the serious shit he looks like he's having fun with it you know like look yeah six months ago (laughs) i didn't have shit I'm making money and having fun with this shit now, so I I know this ain't gonna last forever. So we're gonna have fun with it while we can, you know. Right. So, um he's definitely number one, uh, for me. Number two is Youngblood, uh, just because you can't not like Youngblood. Um the kid is just you know everything about him is from his you know ambitiousness to his music to his just it's everything man I mean the kid is just if any one musician today is the epitome of what a rock star is supposed to be it's Youngman uh-huh. you know Um Locksmith is one uh, if you haven't heard Locksmith uh, probably one of the greatest lyricists in hip hop um Conqueror is one. Uh, He's a reggae artist out of Jamaica. Um, Kind of known on YouTube for doing a lot of covers, but he also has a lot of original music. And um, him and uh, Shaggy just did kind of their own take on the banana, Harry Belafonte banana thing. Um, It's funny and hilarious uh, in its own way and um, definitely has that Shaggy type of, Style to it, you know, all playful and fun. Um, and uh, the last one is is KSR1. I don't think I need to say much more than KSR1, man. I mean, 50 plus years old and still out here, you know, (laughs) giving lessons to these young dudes about how to how to compose lyrically, you know. Um, never ever never ever fails to blow my mind with what he does you know um just every, every time you think ksr1 can't get any better than what he is comes out with a new record and you're just like dude really did you just you know like like, like did you just re did you just refer to like 1990s bad boy entertainment and mumble rappers in the same in, in the same sentence in a way that was both hilarious but you know funny or funny but um I don't know anyways <laughs> KSR1 is my final one uh, so those are my five artists who I think right now are um
1: some my happy hitters that you got on your list I like that I, I like the right.
0: Yeah, like if you haven't heard Youngblood yet, you really need to check out Youngblood. I think you'd love Youngblood. He's the kid is just man. He's you know <laughs> I don't know how to describe him, man. I mean, he's, he's punk, but he's he's dance, he's hip hop, he's art. I don't know, man. The kid is just you know he's a freaking rock star. And when I took Bell to see him in concert, I just I was so blown away by his you know, stage presence. Like, the kid has asthma. He's 22, 23 years old, and with asthma, he got on that stage and for two and a half hours, he never stopped moving. I mean, he just wind him up and watch him go, and I was just, I hadn't seen anything like it in 25 years, uh, as far as a performer goes, and You know, I left the show just thinking to myself, that kid's a fucking rock star, man. Like, (laughs) you know, there's just no Uh, other way to put it. Like, um, every bit of success that MGK has right now with the new style of music, it's all Uh because of Youngblood. He's basically following in Youngblood's mold. Like, Youngblood had already had that going, and MGK, who is best friends with Youngblood, just kind of, you know, it's like Youngblood said, follow me. And MGK said, all right, here we go. And, you know,
1: really?
0: he's just, go- they're going for it, man. And um, like even the songs they do together, you know, are just, they're so fun and infectious. You can't not have fun with them. I just, um, even a stupid Machine Gun song that he has that I wanted to hate the goddamn song. Just, I, when I first heard it, I was like, God, I hate that song, but my little one, he loves it, and I turned it off one day, and he started crying, because I turned it off. Aww. I didn't realize that he liked it, and so I turned it back on, and now I've heard it so many times, that I'm kind of like, you know, every time it comes on, I don't even turn it off anymore, I'm just kind of like, all right, you know what, that's not that bad of a song, actually, it's kind of grown on me, so. Yeah,
1: I can't stand a song that grow on like that, Like No. <laughs>
0: Um, so, a movie that you, you oh the ha, ha. let me try to say that in English. Uh, <laughs> a movie that you love, that you think every person should watch before they die. Oh, dang,
1: that's a hard one, thing. So yeah, I <laughs> do. It's a couple of good movies too. But, I would
0: say... Say name as many as you want.
1: Uh, I would say The Joy Luck Club. Okay. Then I would say...
0: You know, I've never seen that movie. I've I've heard about it a hundred times, but I've never seen it. (laughs) Never
1: seen The Joy Luck Club? Oh, man, that's a good movie. So, The Joy Luck Club. I would say... The Black Panther movie. Not the superhero movie, but the actual documentary movie. Then I would say they should watch... It's not a movie, but it's a documentary. It's called The 13th Amendment. It should, no, it's called The 13th. They should watch that. It's on Netflix. Um, another one. Let's see. Uh, dang, I'm getting stumped. The Black Panther, the actual superhero movie. Everybody has to see that. I don't care. And <laughs> I would say one <laughs> would be... Oh my gosh. The Dang it, how am I saying The newest Justice League that just came out.
0: Oh, the Zack Snyder the one? The one
1: where the director was supposed to do it, and he yeah. actually came up with that. If that one came out firsthand, yeah. I would have been happy. I never knew that that's how he wanted to do that
0: movie.
1: Yeah. He did that justice. He made Cyborg look like he was supposed to look.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not the biggest DC fan. Um I don't, I don't dislike DC. I don't know a lot about DC other than Batman and Superman. Um, so when I seen the original cut of it, I was like, eh, it's okay, you know. It didn't blow me away, but it wasn't as bad as say Suicide Squad, which was yeah, just you know, a I mess was just to fine. me. A um, So I don't. It's not. <laughs>
1: But the whole storyline and how yeah. it played
0: out, no. Yeah, like, the original, to me, uh, wasn't horrible. I, I didn't like
1: it like, um,
0: But the, I did sit down and I watched the, the Snyder cut, and I was pretty impressed by it. I liked where he went with it. I liked how dark it was. I liked, there was just a lot about that movie that, um,
1: uh-huh. you know. And Stefan was a yeah. badass. Such looked bad ass. He looked almost undefeatable in
0: that movie. I mean, at the end of the day, I get why the movie studio wouldn't want to release a four-hour movie, but at the same time, look, you've already released the Lord of the Rings movies, which are practically three and a half hours. So...
1: (laughs) I made it through one of those. I fell asleep every single time I tried to watch it. Every time.
0: I... You know, that's how I am with Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, no matter how many times I try to watch that damn movie, I just can never. I'm not a Tim Burton fan. Like, I just, there's something about Tim Burton movies that I don't get.
1: Um, I like Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, my son, when he was born, he had this round face and this really crooked smile. And he had his eyes closed, but it looked like a little deep black circles. And we named him Jack after that. And his name has been Jack ever since. No, he hates it. He don't want to call him that bad. I'm
0: allowed to call him because I'm mom. But, <laughs> yes. Yeah, my, my daughter-in-law, um, she loves Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, now, my son, her husband, <laughs> he's like me. He can't stand it. But he tolerates it because <laughs> of her. So, um, For me, the movie that I think everyone should see um, is the movie What's Eating Gilbert Great. Um... Yes. Um, oh, man, that's a good
1: movie. Yeah.
0: Uh, if you've never seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape, um, it was one of those movies where I picked it up very randomly only because it had Johnny Depp in it, and I knew Johnny Depp as a good actor. I didn't really understand what it was going to be about, if it was a comedy or a, or what it was. <laughs> I just had a different title, and it had Johnny Depp, so I thought, oh, what's the worst that could happen? Um, Now, truthfully, when I first seen Leo playing that role, I didn't realize it was the same kid from um, Growing Pains. Uh And he was so convincing in that role. I grew up in a family who work with special-need kids. I thought they had found... Some kid who is special <laughs> needs to play that damn role. I mean, he was just so freaking convincing. And yeah. I'm sitting there watching the movie thinking, holy shit, man. The acting in this is just nuts. But that ending?
1: That was sad.
0: Wasn't I don't that care sad? how many times I watch that ending. I cry <gasps> like a big, old, giant, 500-pound bitch um you know i mean probably one of the greatest endings of a movie to me ever i just you know the from where it started with them making fun of her to where they end up to basically saying we're not going to subject her to the humiliation yeah. And what they because I'm not going to give the movie away. You have to watch the movie. If you've seen it, you understand. Uh, but that ending, man, just I started
1: to say something. I was like, nah. People might not have watched it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, that ending to, to just I don't. I've watched that movie a hundred times, and I still, even though I know what's yes. coming, I still cry like a giant bitch. It
1: was the most noble thing they could have done for her, but it was yeah. just
0: like, yeah, yeah. Um was So that's that's one of mine. Uh, The other one is a a movie from New Zealand. Uh, It's called um, "Once Were Warriors," and um, I will warn everybody: (laughs) it is a brutal, 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 violent film. Um, It's about domestic violence. It's about the Maori tribe of New Zealand. It's about alcoholism. Uh, it's about suicide. Um, it's one of those movies that it's so engrossing that uh, the story is absolutely brilliant, but it's devastating at the same time. Um, right. It's acted in a way that uh, the lead character, he's a, he's a Mori... Uh, alcoholic, you know, he beats his wife and his kids all the time, and the wife is trying to get away, but she can't get the kids away. And the daughter uh, ends up being molested by the father's friend, and she commits suicide. And then he finds out later about it. He goes to the bar, and he just fucking takes a bar stool and just fucking practically kills this motherfucker with a bar stool because he just flips out when he finds out that. You know, his basically best friend raped his daughter and that's why she killed herself. Because all this time, you know, he's raging and drinking and all that, trying to deal with why she killed herself. Right. Um, the It's a brutal movie. I mean, I will tell you it is not for the faint of heart. Um, anyone who's ever been in a domestic violence situation probably should not watch that movie. Um, right, because right. it's it's very very in your face brutal, but um, it's shot in New Zealand, uh, so scenery oh, wise, imagine. it's if it's
1: not that sensor, it could be yeah
0: yeah. I mean it's <laughs> beautiful, gorgeous. Like when uh, they, you know, they do the uh, when the daughter or when the when the daughter dies, you know, they do the the haku or whatever it's called, the ha- haikoi thing that, Maury do and all of that, um, so it really is a mesmerizing film, um, but it's definitely not for the faint of heart, um, another one of those movies that I just kind of randomly picked up at Blockbuster one night, and, uh, you know, (laughs) I just took it home and started watching it, and, um, you know, was just literally blown away by it, like, I couldn't believe like how violent a film was um and then i got to looking at the package and was like oh yeah that's why it's uh that's why there's no rating on it because it probably didn't have one you know (laughs) it probably didn't have a violent factor enough for it so um yeah so those are my those are the two movies i'm gonna tell you about um so uh what's the next question a book you consider essential to own
1: Hmm. It's not one particular book. I would say um, they're like self-awareness journals. I find them at Staples. A friend of mine got me into them. So they're like a journal. It's filled with affirmations. There is, it has a planner in it too, but it asks you questions you wouldn't even think to ask yourself. Like, you know, uh, did you really get a chance to sit down and take 10 minutes by yourself to breathe? Or... What you'd you like to accomplish before the one o'clock hour? Like things that are more type of like a little mini life coach in a book. That's the type of book. I would say that if anybody can get a journal, some type of affirmation planner, something that would keep your mind focused on, you know, the positive, I would say everyone should have something like that.
0: Nice. Um, for my answer, I wrote down the autobiography of Malcolm X. Um, I think we talked about this in the last interview of, mm-hmm. um, a teacher giving me that book uh at a very very critical time in my life and it uh probably saving my life <laughs> i would i mean i i don't i don't know if i want to go as far as saying it saved my life but i think it it might have you know i mean i i might have taken a a very different direction in life had i not right. been given that book and that insight and that um Knowledge, I guess, at that particular point in my life, so um it's remained one of my favorite books um because of that in I mean also because it's about Malcolm X I mean right how can you not be amazed <laughs> by it you know I mean the the man was you know the man was fucking incredible um it's hard to believe um. And I, uh, I, I, I still. I mean, I sit and I think like what, what he would have done had he not been assassinated when he had, you know. In, um I would,
1: I would say he, he would have got for sure, for sure, his people a lot further than yeah. what you know. I,
0: I've I, said a hundred times.
1: I can't can, can say everything would have been fixed, but you know, what I'm saying yeah, it would have been a lot further.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've said a hundred times, and I'll say it a hundred more times. I honestly and truly believe that Malcolm would have probably been the first black president decades before Obama was. I, I think...
1: Hmm. You think at a time back then that he probably would have made
0: it? You know, I think... I think about it like this. I, I realize it was a very different time, but... Malcolm was so powerful. He was such a brilliant speaker. He had that ability to command crowds and people. I think Malcolm very easily could have... I mean, think of how powerful Malcolm was and that was merely within the context of Chicago, New York, and Philadelphia. Imagine if Malcolm would have got out and it would have spread to Oakland, Los Angeles, Dallas, Miami, Detroit. Oh, well, yeah, it
1: would have been massive.
0: You know what massive. I'm saying? Like I think it would have been nearly impossible to keep him. And and I'm kind of convinced that's why they killed him. Because they knew okay, that.
1: If if he would never was going to amount to anything, if they were just going to if he was just going to be somebody that was in it a person who was
0: just all
1: talk and no
0: action, they would have never had to shoot him. He still would have been, uh, you know, he had been alive, well, and kicking until his dying age. They took him out for a reason. Yeah, I, like I said, I, uh, even as an old white redneck guy, (laughs) I, um, Malcolm is one of my true, true heroes, so. um, Old school video game that you loved growing up.
1: Ooh. <laughs> uh it's a, it was a Barbie game. It was just c I forgot what it was called, but it was on Nintendo. And she used to dry this uh pink uh thing, what you call it? The drop top. Yeah. And you'll have to go and get like the little fashion things, like you would have to uh hit the heels and stuff like that, makeup bags to get her extra points. Then you would have to scroll to the next scene which was they would show you a picture of a magazine of a Barbie and they would give you like literally ten seconds to memorize every freaking detail on this magazine. You would have to mimic what she looked like and they would give you a score on it. Oh no. Um, another one was uh Paperboy. I used to love that one.
0: That is old school. <laughs> yeah. Paperboy Paper-
1: was old school. And original Tomb Raider. Nobody for a long time could figure out how to bust her out of that house. You had to bust her up out the window to start the game.
0: Yeah. Um, me, I chose two games that people probably don't remember. Um, one was Dig Dug. I was such a huge fan of Dig Dug back in the day. It was um, my mom and I used to go to the arcade and she always played Miss Pac-Man. And the game that was right next to Ms. Pac-Man that she always played was Dig Dug. So, uh. because I kind of had to stay by her, I just always kind of got stuck playing Dig Dug, and I grew to love it. Um, so, Dig Dug was one. The other one was Gauntlet. Um, as a teenage, you know, when I was in foster care, um, there was this pizza place by one of the foster homes, and they had this Gauntlet game and i we would go in on Fridays, and I swear to God me and my two friends put that guy's daughter through college playing that damn game <laughs> like, <laughs> we would we would drop we would drop like forty or fifty dollars a night into that damn gauntlet game um Funny. it was such a brutal, hard game, uh, but it was so amazing at the same time um I don't know. Have you played uh, Minecraft Dungeons at all with your kids, or have you seen them no, play it? Trying to
1: get into Minecraft and Roblox and stuff like that. time to sit down yeah. and do
0: it. If you if you play Minecraft Dungeons, it's okay. very, very, very much like the old Gauntlet game. Okay. Like the creator has said, oh, I did ha- I I didn't design it after Gauntlet, and I'm over <laughs> here kind of like. Bullshit, bro. Like that game is Gauntlet through and through the way it um, plays. Um, but Gauntlet was hard. You could have, you could have like four to six characters at a time. Um, it was this, you know, it was this big arcade game, but it had kind of like the old Mortal Kombat game. It had, you know, one player, two player, three player, four player. And then each player could have a different character, you know. You could have the, you could have the, uh, the the elf and the, the uh, magician, and you could have the, um, the bard and all the different medieval characters, and they all had their own special powers, and you had to work together, to, you know, because it would send these damn things at you in waves upon waves upon waves and if you died it was like continue so you had to drop another quarter and to get back in the <laughs> game you know um so we literally man we would drop you know I would drop 20 25 dollars a night into that damn thing
1: too. oh god man um,
0: but it was it was awesome cuz it was so fast paced and um you know it was just one of them really great late 80s early 90s era um Arcade style games. So, um, you ever get a chance to play, <laughs> um, name a musical artist that you love that might surprise people that know you.
1: Huh. <laughs> oh, that might surprise somebody, huh? Yeah.
0: One, one that people wouldn't expect you to maybe be a fan
1: of? Dog, that's a hard one. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I would, it would have to be The Willow because now that I've been mentioning that I've been listening to her, people don't think that I'm really a fan of that type of punk to rock type of stuff. There are yeah. more other other... And then when I surprise them with something, like, I do write something similar to that. Yeah. I would say that she's one. Because I've been getting a lot of, huh, you went to her type of responses. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, for me, I think the one that surprises people a lot, uh, that I absolutely in love with, I call her my queen. Um, uh, if there was any woman on earth, uh, that I could marry, um, it would be Shaka Khan. Um, I oh, wow. love Shaka Khan. Um and again I think it's one of those things people look at me and it see me and then they'd be like, Wait, you know who Shaka Khan is? <laughs> it's like Yeah <laughs> You know. Um I love Shaka Khan. Patty Labelle is the other one. I love, love, love Patty. Um I uh I got to meet Patty LaBelle and uh it was one of the funniest life experiences of my entire life because it was so comical how it happened. Uh, I was actually managing an Arby's and oh. we were closing and her and Luther Vandross had done a concert that night. So we were so busy that by the time we closed, I was just, I was ready to get out of the restaurant, you know? Um Yeah. So we were closed. I was locking the door and this tour bus pulls in. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm standing at the door laughing like, I know these motherfuckers don't think they are bringing their ass in here to order food. You know, I thought it was like some tour group or something. And I'm like, hell no, y'all are not coming in my restaurant. No way. So I go to walk away and this big giant guy walks to the door this big black guy he knocks on the window and man he's about six foot eight and about 350 pounds and i went back and i was like can i help you and he's like are you guys still open and i was like no sorry we're closed and he goes oh he's like all right he's like we were just looking for some place to eat our dinner and all that in privacy he's like i'll inform miss labelle that you're closed and I went to walk away and I stopped and I was like, wait, who? And he's like, "Miss LaBelle, and I was like, "Patty LaBelle? He's like, yeah, and he's like, I'm her security person. She's like, we have 12 people on the bus and we just wanted some place we could sit and, you know, sit in private for a few yeah. minutes. And I was like, come on in, come on in. <laughs> and uh, they come in and, oh, they were so nice. She was so funny. And she had this big-ass wooden box. And she brought it in. I was like, that the a wooden box? She sits it on the table and she flips it open. Every kind of seasoning and hot sauce. You know, she's got her own portable kitchen in this freaking wooden right.
1: box.
0: And um, such a sweetheart, man. I was just blown away by how funny and kind she was. And um, they stayed for about an hour. And they got up to leave and clean their own mess up. And then she walked up to the counter and she handed me an envelope. And she handed, she handed me like $2,000 for letting.
1: Oh, her. wow.
0: Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, here. I, you know, and she's like, she's like, sweetie. She's like, you did not have to let me in here. She's like, trust me. She's like I realize a giant black man showing up at your door after your clothes has to be a little unsettling and I was like no it wasn't that I mean we're in Detroit I'm I'm used to that it's just you know I wasn't going to turn down you and she's like she's like honey a lot of people have and I was like then a lot of people are blind or dumb cuz
1: right I don't know what the heck wrong with you? I, I was like man. I
0: was like please don't take this the long or the wrong way I said but Honey, you can eat crackers in my bed anytime you ever need a bed. <laughs> and she laughed. And she's like, aren't you the sweetest? And I was like, I just, I was just enthralled that, you know, she was there. And I mean, I've always loved Patty, but um, to have her standing in my, in an Arby's restaurant, you know, just so randomly, um, it was just one of them really great times at. I've been lucky for, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely Patti LaBelle or Shaka Khan. Uh, <laughs> um... I guess that's about, um... I got a, a few little random questions here. Um... Okay. That I pulled out of the new and improved Music God's random questions of stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> um... We're actually designing this thing to be like a deck-style, a game where almost like um, Pokemon cards, I guess, or where you can buy the little decks and just have them and take them with you, and could pull them out at a family reunion or whatever, and and be like, "Hey, Grandma, (laughs) random question: (laughs) Um, What's a recent compliment that you've received that made you feel good?"
1: Oh, uh, that I have a very warm demeanor. I guess a caring demeanor.
0: Yes, absolutely. I could uh, I could very much see that. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: yeah, for the most part, i be trying to stay in a good mood until I get mad. And it's, uh, you know.
0: <laughs> right, right. Um, what's something that children of today are not doing enough of?
1: being kids. Yeah. They are not it's it's I see it. Like even my kids I have to force them like we're outdoors. We like to go to trails, we like to be outside. But I noticed that if you give a kid an option, if they're going to go outside and play all day or if they're going to be on a video game, they're going to pick the video game. Right? And it's like they realize as an adult, I use the video games to escape. You know, it's it's they just there is a lot of them growing up too fast. They want to be into too much of everything, and it's just like just slow down. Y'all just don't realize it's ghetto here. Go back to be the kid, dog. <laughs> right?
0: Yep, that's uh mine all the time, bro. I can't wait to be an adult. And I was like, trust me,
1: <laughs> being an adult
0: can. is overrated. <laughs>
1: I, I wish all my nets could roll over from
0: when I skipped them. Right. So. Um, if humans came with a warning label, what would your warning label say?
1: <laughs> do not push the button. <laughs> do not. Whatever you do, don't push the button. Don't push me over the edge. Goodness gracious. I am one of those people that could, I would give you the shirt off my back. But the minute I feel like you really crossed me, then you have become the fat motherfucker who cannot fit the shirt anymore. And I want to knock your head off. Everything under the sun has, you know, yeah. It's it's a whole new thing. You'll be looking at me like, what in the world? Is this the same person? Like, yeah. yeah. It's like pouring water on the gremlins and expecting it to still be okay. (laughs) Yo,
0: yo. Um, too much of what is never enough.
1: Oh, too much of love. Too much of, of good, genuine love—not that clingy stuff. Too much of, too much of loving yourself and really giving yourself enough grace is never too much.
0: So these next set of questions, um, we played them with. We played them with Dante, and uh, we giggled hysterically (laughs) because these are my favorite ones. Uh, This is a deck. Uh, It's called the "What the Fuck Just Happened" deck. Um, (laughs) um, These are in the form. These questions are in the form of "Would you rather A or would you rather B?" So I'm basically Um. going to read you two options. And you tell me if you'd rather A or you'd rather B. <clears throat> so, the first one. Would you rather have all, all of your clothes fit you perfectly or would you rather have the most comfortable bedding in existence? B.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> the most comfortable bedding in existence it is. Um... Would you rather be transported 500 years in the future or 500 years in the past? (laughs) A. Um. Let me find some of these other ones. Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach in the future be green or would you rather never have to stand in line again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the traffic lights figuring,
0: hey. <laughs> um, I got two more. Um, would you rather? have to high-five every single person you walk past for the rest of your life, or have to sing the YMCA song every time you get anxious. (laughs) (laughs) B. That's one. um, And the final one, also this one... um, I'll throw this one at you. Um, Dante basically said he, uh, he he wouldn't answer this one. Um, would you rather every movie you watch in the future, the lead role is replaced by Gilbert Godfrey, or every song you listen to in the future is now performed by Cardi B? So basically, any movie you watch, the lead role is going to be Gilbert Godfrey, <laughs> or any song you listen to, regardless of who it is, is going to be performed by Cardi B.
1: It'll be A. <laughs> It'll be A. I love Cardi, but there's no way you about to temper every type of music I like. Like, no.
0: Yeah. And that's what's, that's what's great I about the question I, is...
1: I can't. Music, to me, is kind of like TV. Right. In a sense, I nope. There's no fixing what I can see with my eyes if that's gonna be it. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm
0: saying, fix the movie. Nope. Yeah. Well, that's and that's what's yeah. comical about the question is, you know, it's you know, you watch Fast and Furious in the future, Gilbert Godfrey's playing Vin Diesel's role. You watch Full Metal Jacket, Gilbert Godfrey's playing the drill sergeant. You watch um, <laughs> uh, Lethal Weapon, and uh, Gilbert Godfrey is playing. Uh, Danny Glover's role, um, you know, it's that choice, or, uh, you know, every time you turn on the radio, every single song is performed by Cardi B. Oh
1: my uh, gosh, like, can you imagine if, like, she's singing The Temptations, um, My right. Girl? Right, Like, oh, Luther Vandross, of this world was mine, like... Yeah,
0: and that's what's funny, because, like, even on the Gilbert Godfrey to, side... that
1: was she about to come up here? No, no... Yeah. No. <laughs> that's, and
0: that's what's funny, like, even on the Gilbert Godfrey side of, you know, imagine Gilbert Godfrey basically playing Vin Diesel's role in Fast and Furious. You know. It would be hilarious. I mean, it would be such a shit show that... Variety <laughs> out of that.
1: Out of the music thing, there there is no variety. I don't even... It wouldn't even be any artist that would be performing every song. I like, no, that's it doesn't
0: uh-huh. fit. Yeah. Um... So we're gonna wrap up. Uh, how we're gonna wrap up is we're gonna have um, we're gonna have Faye tell you all about where you find her, uh, where you find her music, uh, where you find her cleaning business, um, anything that you want to promote, promote yourself, or any of that. To tell people where do they find you? How do they contact you? Um, you know how do they get a hold of you to book your well,
1: uh, <laughs> you can find me all across the board music wise Faye love music I'm on SoundCloud Spotify working on YouTube I do have my first visual out on YouTube uh, from my song Commerce Revenge so from my album Commerce Revenge the song called What You Know um, as far as uh, any type of social media it's just Faye Tucker Um, Right now, I am throwing an event called Milk the Mic. It's going to be July 24th. It's a contest, hip-hop R&B contest. Um, All are welcome to come and sign up. You can find it on Facebook or Instagram. The flyer is going around. Need a cleaning? Uh, You can find that. Why Bother Home and Party Cleaning Services. It's on Facebook or at the mouth. You'll probably see some of my ads going around in the Apple Beacon Journal. So, if you ever need a home, clean, small commercial business, studio, anything like that, clean, down your girl. Um, and that's where you know, pretty much it. So.
0: And there you go. That's where you find her. Um, so, um, if you're listening to this, then, uh, contact her. I'll let her come clean your stuff or, uh, go see this awesome music thing they've got going. Um. What is, it, what is the name of the place where you're holding up? A...
1: It's called My World Studios. Yeah. And the... it's called uh, Milt the Mic. Yep.
0: Yes. My World Studios. Um, great, great place. I have not been able to be there yet, but I've watched a ton of videos that everyone posts. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. From there. And the place looks amazing. So, um... Yes. I can't wait to be able to take a trip. Um over that way and to hang out in person oh, enjoy,
1: enjoy it great food great drinks good environment the band is awesome and then we also rent a space out for a celebration so anybody looking for parties you know baby showers uh, anything you know we we have it there for them so it's a, it's a great place I'm very proud of the owner Sharice Bryant she put a lot of hard work into creating that place
0: so shout out to her um shout out to Faye um Thank you for doing this. Um, You're
1: very welcome. Thank you, as always. Like, I really yeah. do appreciate it. I really do, because we need somebody out there that, that just wants to hear from us and that just yeah. likes to kick back and have a good time and also just enjoy the world of music. So I appreciate you, too.
0: Yeah, like, I, I, want, it, I want this to be fun. I really do. Like, I don't want it to be stiff. I don't want it to be...
1: Yeah, you know, like, um, you feel
0: like oh my gosh, what if I say something wrong? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Believe me, we've uh, <laughs> so far in the six episodes that I've posted, um, we've talked about recording techniques. Uh, we've talked about podcasting as a mental health tool. Uh, we've told trucker jokes. Um, I had to school one person because he didn't know that Red Fox was a comedian. He only knew him as Fred Sanford. Oh so of course I had to give him. I had to give him the. I, I had to give him the old school learning, you know, because I was like, wait, what? You didn't know. For, you, you didn't know Red Fox was a comedian, and he was like, no. And I was like, I was like, oh bro, it's like the Holy Trinity. I was like, it started with started with Red, then it went to Richard, then it went to Eddie, and then it got passed on to the everyone doing it now. I said, but I said, Harlem Nights. That's what made Harlem Nights so amazing, is it had Red. Richard and Eddie together is kind of the holy trinity of oh,
1: well, that's another movie. People gotta watch for you if you ain't never watched it before, you yeah. Die. You watch Harlem Nights, I don't
0: care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, boy, I'll blow your motherfucking pig toe off. <laughs>
1: Man, and that from start to finish, that movie is hilarious. You know, yeah. I might watch. It. Right.
0: Like. <laughs> yeah, like, it really is, I, it's one of the movies I have to go back and re-watch every so often. I watched it not too long ago, um, as I downloaded all of Eddie Murphy's movies, and, um, uh-huh. you know, I mean, it really is one of those great, great movies that, um, you know, just, in so many ways, um, yeah, you know, I, he didn't know Red Fox was a comedian, so I had to school him, and I had to you know, Red Fox in a plain brown Rapper, Here you go. This is where it all started, man. This was like one of the greatest comedy routines of, of all time. You know, you got to wash your ass. Yes. Uh, so, and then of course he come back the next day, and he was like, "Oh man, I can't believe I missed that." And I was like, "Man, I was like, damn, I was a, I was a little white kid and knew about Red Fox doing comedy, you know, because." <laughs> You know. <laughs> um, anyways, I'm going to shut up. This is The Noise Report. Um, another episode uh, from us to you. Uh, if you want to appear on the show, if you want to do an interview, if you want to be a sponsor, uh, any of that good stuff, uh, it is riot on the set, media at gmail.com. Um You can find us everywhere. Apple, Spotify, uh, Amazon, Audible. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on... About three hundred and fourteen thousand places now. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you want to do your own podcast, uh, contact me. I will, I will hook you up. I will teach you how to do it, and I will do it free. I don't. Even, I won't even charge you, man. I just, I love doing this. So, um, with that said, this is a noise report. Peace, bitches.